0: Amen, and praise the Lord, no matter what. I am thankful for that, and I hope and believe that you are thankful for that as well, as we understand that God's love is greater than anything that there is. And we're going to be kind of looking at that no matter what today. You see in your bulletin there, if you uh, have it, if you'll turn to the inside, you have a section that you can take some notes and I thought today, as we're taking gleanings from the life of Joshua, that we might just stop and look at taking three steps to living the Christian life with success. If I was to ask you to raise your hands, and it's not, you don't have to, how many of you would like to live the Christian life with the success? And I believe most of us would say, I do. We want to live life to the fullest. God has created the Christian life to be great. How do we live life with success? And we could even pull that Christian out, understanding that that's our lifestyle, but how are we to live life with success? When we get to the end of our life, do we want to know that we've had success? If so, how do we do it, and how do we get there? What do we want people to say about us Do we want the preacher to stand over us and say, you know, he lived life with success? And I want us today to understand that is possible in the Christian life. And we're going to do that through taking a look at these three steps. If you would open your Bibles to Joshua chapter 1 and verse 6. And please stand once you've turned there out of honor of reading God's Word. Joshua chapter 1 and verse 6. God is speaking here to Joshua, and he says, Be strong and courageous, for you shall give this people possession of the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Father God, I thank you so much for your word. And Lord, I pray now that you would open our eyes and our ears to behold the wonderful things, Lord, from your word. Father, would you speak through me today, a servant of yours, willing, a vessel, Father, emptied of me and filled with you. Father God, I just pray everything in the precious and the most holy name of your Son, Jesus. Amen. And you may be seated. Short passage to get us started with one verse. But the entire message today hangs on that one verse. Be strong and courageous, Joshua, for you shall give the Israel people possession of the land, God says, which I swore to their fathers to give them. There was a promised land. The land of Canaan that from way back in the time of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and on, God promised them this land. And now they have been in captivity. They are out. They have marched around. They have come up to the land of Canaan we looked at last week for the first time. God said, go in and look at the wonderful things I'm going to give you. See if my word is not truthful to you. And then go back and report to everyone that it is, as I said. And we remember those 12 spies come back last week, and 10 of them said, yes, it's great, but we're like grasshoppers in their eye. The other two said, no, we need to go get it. Well, what happened? For 40 years, they had to go around the desert and just keep circling as they kept walking. And now here they are again at the edge of the river the promised land is just at arm's reach. How to live the Christian life with success. Three steps and here we go. The first one, number one. We must... Have a change. We must have a change. Take a look there at Joshua chapter 1, beginning in verse 1. It says, Now it came about after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' servant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore, arise, cross the Jordan, You and all this people to the land which I am giving to them, to the sons of Israel. Every place on which the sole of your foot treads, I have given it to you. Just as I spoke to Moses, from the wilderness in this Lebanon, even as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites and as far as the great sea toward the settling of the sun will be your territory." No man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I have been with Moses, I will be with you. I will not fail you nor forsake you. To live the life, the Christian life with success, the first thing is there must, we must have a change. Well, what do I mean by that? We have to have a change of command. Moses had been the leader of the Israelite people. Moses was the servant of God, and God spoke to Moses, and then Moses spoke to everyone else. We see there at the beginning, it says, my servant Moses has died. What is it talking about? The end of Deuteronomy, Joshua is called by the Lord, and Moses had said, Joshua, you're going to be the new leader. And then, John, uh, then Moses died. But there has been a period of time from then to now because we know the customary period of mourning is 30 days. So Moses has died. They have mourned the 30 days for Moses. And now Moses' 30 days of mourning is over. And God calls to Moses to Joshua. And he says, Joshua, listen here, son. My servant Moses has died. You are now going to be my servant. What words? He didn't say it exactly like that, but we read. He's calling him, Joshua, it's now time for you to step up. After Moses died, Joshua became that servant. The change of command. Joshua no longer was a servant under Moses, listening to Moses, but God had called Joshua to now be his servant. There was a change of lordship in his life. The time come that God had called Joshua at the end of Deuteronomy and said, you're going to be the leader. Now it's going into action. Joshua, you're the one that I am now going to begin to speak to. God had spoke to Joshua. He had called him. Not only is there a change of command... There needs to be a change of communication. If we're going to have this change in our life, we need this change of communication. Joshua used to hear the words of the Lord from who? From Moses. Now God is speaking directly to Joshua. It says there, the Lord spoke to Joshua, my servant, Moses. Joshua now became the one God was speaking to. And Joshua now became the one speaking to the Israelites. There is a lot of change going on right here in the life of the Israelites. I think we're right there today in our society. We're at the peak of a change in our nation. Can you imagine these people? They've been following Moses all this time. Now there's a change. Anytime there's a change or something different, we're waiting still to see what change is going to take place in our nation. But as as believers, we've got to have the change first in us. You see, there has to be a time for us as believers when we have had a change of command. When we have gone to the Lord and we've said, Lord, it's no longer I leading this life, but it's you. I surrender all. That song we sing, a song we're going to sing later. Just as I am, God, I come to you and I surrender all before you. What do we say when someone's coming to Christ? They need to accept Jesus as their Lord and their Savior. There has to be a command change in our life if we are going to live successfully. Also, there must be a change in where we get our communication. Are we turning to the world for our communication? Or do we turn to God's world, to God's Word? There's got to be a communication change in us so that we can become filled with the Holy Spirit. Not only that, when the communication changes of where we're seeking our information, there must also be a change of communication of how we speak. I heard the story uh, just this week of a, someone who was doing a revival... And they went into a family's home. The family invited them to come to their home for supper. And they prepared a a beautiful meal before him. he said he sat down and he began to eat that meal. He said, after I had eaten, we began to have conversation. And he said, I began to hear language that I had never heard before. He said, I began to become embarrassed at the language. He said, I just politely excused myself. And I left. He said, I then went to the pastor of the church that he was doing the revival at, and he kind of shared with him. He said, oh, that's just how they are. There must be a change in our communication if we're going to live a successful life. There has to be that. Not only must we have a change, but we must have convictions. We must have convictions in our life. Look there at Joshua 1, verse 6. The Lord speaking here, Be strong and courageous, for you shall give this people possession of the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous. Be careful to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, so that you may have success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not tremble or be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. We must have conviction. Be strong. Be courageous. I'm not talking about go to the gym and grab the weights and pump up so that you can just be a the old bully of a man and have muscle. When we look at what this word means in the original language, this strong as he's telling him. Joshua, grow firm in the word. Grow firm in who you are. Hold to it fast. Tie to it to become strong and powerful beyond the average or expected. Joshua, you've got to have conviction. You're fixing to come upon things in your life, Joshua, and you've got to know what you stand for. You've got to understand. You've got to be strong. You've got to be able to hold fast to what I'm telling you to do. I'm telling you to lead this nation of Israel. I'm telling you to go through this river that's flowing and walk across it. And go and possess this land that you've already been to once. You've got to be strong. You needs to be courageous. Be stout, Joshua, with what you're doing. Make the mind active. Take your mind, Joshua, and be bold. Church, in the life that we're living today, we need to have conviction. And we need to understand what that conviction is, and we need to grow in it. You know, when you first come to Christ, we come as babes, and we have to grow, and that's what God is pleading with Joshua here to do. And now we've got to understand that we've got to grow. We've got to grab and hold fast. Unmovable. Tied to it. Regardless of what's happening. Be able to face and deal with danger and fear without flinching. Boy, he was getting a little deep with him, don't you think? You've got to be willing to go and to stand firm. You have to know your convictions. If we're going to have convictions, you preacher, you say we have to have convictions. Well, what are those convictions? We need to know our convictions. Look at verse 7. It says, Only be strong and very courageous. Be careful to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left so that you may have success wherever you go. Where does your convictions come from? That's a question I have for you today. Where was Joshua's convictions to have come from? He needed to know the law, the Word of God. God's Word, it calls it in here, the book of the law. And at this time, this was the Old Testament, the first five books that Moses had written in those law had been written, written out in scrolls and put in the Ark of the Covenant. Let's look over, turn a couple of pages to your left to Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 24. It came about when Moses finished writing the words of this law in a book until they were complete, that Moses commanded the Levites who carried the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord, saying, Take this book of the law and place it beside the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God, that it may remain there as a witness against you. We have to have convictions. We need to know our convictions, and here they are right here. If you have a conviction that's contradictory to this word, go ahead and throw it out. The convictions that we need to stand on are the principles of this word right here. God was telling Joshua, Joshua, your convictions need to come from what I gave Moses and Moses is handed down to you. It was so sacred that he said that they needed to have taken them and placed them inside the Ark of the Covenant. He said, this is your convictions. Moses, uh, Joshua, when you understand this, then you're going to be able to have that change of command. You're going to be able to live life successfully. Not only do you need to know your convictions, but he told him there in verse, uh, he told him that they needed to meditate. Did you notice that? He said, Only be strong and careful to do according to the law of Moses. Do not turn from it from the right or the left, so that you may have success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night. And I don't believe that's by happen chance that he said day and night. He could have said, Joshua, you just need to meditate it on all the time. Because as a whole, that is what he's saying. But what is the difference than if we do it day and night, when you wake up? Joshua, when you get up, you need to Meditate. Joshua, before you go to sleep, you need to meditate. Church, if when we get up, the first thing we do is spend some time with God and let his word get in us, then that gives us something to meditate on throughout the day. And I promise you, you will have success in life when you do that. When you begin to meditate on it, let it become who you are. And before you go to bed at night, you fill your mind through that, you're going to have an ability to sleep better than you have before. Because you're going to sleep with the mind of God filling inside of you. If you do this, the world will start to do it too. I remember when I was in high school and they used to have some Ten Commandments. Y'all probably remember this. They had Ten Commandments in the school and there was a big debate. And they removed the Ten Commandments. Here is what I was told. The reason they had to remove the Ten Commandments. They said, if we leave the Ten Commandments hanging on the wall of the school, the students might be inclined to read those Ten Commandments. If the students are inclined to read those Ten Commandments, they might begin pondering on those Ten Commandments. And if the students begin to read and ponder on the Ten Commandments, they might actually start to follow them. And that was their reasoning behind removing the Ten Commandments out of the school. Wow. Well, do you think? How much would school be different today if the students would follow the Ten Commandments? But that's the same thing for us. You know, if we take God's word and we begin to read it, there just might be a verse that jumps out and we begin thinking about it for a while. And then all of a sudden our life begins to change because we begin doing what the word says. You know, there's rewards for biblical convictions. How many of you like rewards? Let me show a hand. I bet I can get most of you. Come on. You like rewards? You want to do something? You want a reward. Waylon loves to do some, but there's a reward. I'll be more apt to do some, but there's a reward behind it. God doesn't just put up laws and say meditate on them and do them because he wants to punish us. But there's rewards for this. And let's look in Scripture exactly what it tells us. It says right there, in verse 8, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to what is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have success. Verse 9, Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous? Do not tremble or be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. It tells us you will have success. God's way works. I promise you. Just try it. Your way will not only have success, it will be prosperous. And remember that you won't tremble or be dismayed when you come upon evil. You know, God's word not only applies to our Christian life, But if we do what's in God's word, we're going to be living right in society. And we will have success. And we won't have to tremble. I've probably used this with you before. You get out here on Highway 84, what's the speed limit? 55. If I get in my car and I drive between here and Mansfield at 55 miles an hour, I get to Mansfield and I feel fine. If I get out there on Highway 84 and I'm driving 90 miles an hour, I'm going to have a fear and a dismay that them little blue lights I won't say might be will be sitting on the side of the road they're there all the time but if we're obeying the law of the land which God commanded us to do then we don't have to fear and tremble you know if we're honoring God and we're living the godly life then we're not going to be committing the sins that's going to bring us up on trial in the culture today we're not going to have to tell a lie and try to remember what it was and keep telling it, so that we can keep trying to stay on top of the lie. We won't have to tremble and we won't have to be dismayed. What's this dismayed? You know, sometimes these words in the Bible, I've read them all my life and I've looked at them, and I just okay, don't be. We you know we're not going to be trembled and dismayed. But when we're looking at it in this context of what God is telling Joshua, He said. You know, you won't be dismayed. You won't be made low in spirit, Joshua. He said, you won't be downhearted. You won't be shattered. You won't be brought to the breaking point. Follow your convictions. And you will live a successful life. You won't be brought down. You won't be beaten down. You're going to be able to stand up and not only... Do we have that we have to have a change? We must have change. We must have conviction. But if you want to live life successfully, church, we must have commitment. We must have commitment. Let's pick up there, Joshua chapter 1, verse 10. Then Joshua commanded the officers of the people, saying, Pass through the midst of the camp and command the people, saying, Prepare provisions for yourself, for within three days you are to cross this Jordan, to go in to possess the land which the Lord your God is giving you to possess it. To the Reubenites and to the Gadites and half the tribe of Manasseh, Joshua said, Remember... The word which Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you, saying that your God gives you rest and will give you this land. Your wives, your little ones, and all your cattle shall remain in the land which Moses gave you beyond the Jordan. But you shall cross before your brothers into battle array, all your violent warriors, and shall help them. Until the Lord gives your brothers rest as he gives you, And they also possess the land which the Lord your God is giving them. Then you shall return to your own land and possess that which Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you beyond the Jordan toward the sunrise. They answered Joshua saying, All that you have commanded us we will do, and wherever you send us we will go. Just as we obeyed Moses in all things, so we will obey you. Only may the Lord your God be with us as he was with Moses. Anyone who rebels against your command and does not obey your words and all that you command him shall be put to death. Only be strong and courageous. We must have commitment. When we look at that commitment, what are we going to do? If we want to live life successfully, we have to act on our convictions. The Lord told Joshua that it was time to go. What did Joshua do? Verse 10. Then Joshua commanded the officers of the people, saying, pass through the midst of the camp, and command the people, saying, prepare provisions for yourself, for within three days you are to cross this Jordan, to go in to possess the land which the Lord your God is giving to you to possess it. They've already been here before. Twelve spies went out. There's giants in the land. We're grasshoppers. Joshua, the young man, now the servant of the Lord, taking Moses' place, has had a change of command. He's had conviction. What is his conviction? The law, understanding that God promised them that land. Now he must have commitment and act. Standing at the very place where they had been before, scared out of their boots. Now, this young man, this new leader, says, Get ready, we're going. He didn't take a vote, he didn't ask. He says, You go and told the commanders at that time that they were to go and they were to give orders for them to prepare provisions because within three days, we're going. He had to have had those convictions and to act on them. Joshua was now commanding them to follow through. He had the conviction of the covenant of God, that God promised this land, and we read all through here, God said, I will give you, I have given. Now it's time to go take it. And he moved through regardless. He had commitment to follow through. As believers, if we want to live the Christian life, we've got to have commitment. I'm here to tell you today, God did not call us to sit on the sideline. They could have sat on the banks of that river forever and ever, and they could have looked over. Oh, it's nice over there. But until they go, it didn't become them. God said, I'm going to give it to you. But until they took faith, and commitment, and acted on it, it did not become their land. And when they went into battle, they didn't fight the battles. God fought the battles for them. He was there. We must know God's word. We must act on it. And we must be successful. You know what you have to do to be successful? There's one thing. One main thing you have to do to be successful. You have to act. You've got to do. You cannot be successful just sitting in the chair doing nothing. You have to have commitment to follow through. Also, he had to take commitment to take possession of the Lamb. We have to take possession of the Christian life. God's done all the work, church. He wanted a relationship with you so much... That he sent his son to die on the cross and to shed his blood. And then he said, it's not going to cost you anything but surrendering your life to me. Come! And many of us come and we surrender our life over to Jesus Christ to be our Lord and our Savior. And then we just sit there and do nothing with it. You will not grow, and you will not be successful, and you will not be able to live the Christian life successfully unless you possess it, take hold of it, and put action to it. It's a requirement. Every time we see faith worked out in the Scripture, they had to do something about it. God doesn't want us just sitting there. God told them, go take possession of the promised land. I've given it to you already. The Canaan. I can imagine maybe in God's mind, I don't know, this is my take on it. I had you here 40 years ago and I wanted you to be living a life of success in a land I had prepared for you. And you refused to take it and because of that, you wandered in that horrible wilderness for 40 years. Now here it is, get up. Get off your backside and get out there and take possession of it. That's what we have to do. God has called us as believers to live a life. He didn't save us for nothing. He wants us to worship Him. He wants us to be active in His work. And we must get out there and take it. And we, when we become believers, we are to grow in the Word of God. And then, and only then, will we be able to stand strong and courageous. Only then can we walk the life. We need this today now more than ever. Because for most people, they don't know what's happening in this world. And they are in such disarray. I mean, just just look around. But as believers, we can stand firm. We don't have to be scared. We can be strong. In the flesh, yeah, I'll be honest. I'll tell you right now, I don't know what's going to happen if Biden gets in office. I'll be truthful, I don't know what's going to happen if Trump gets in office. But I can tell you on God's word that I can be strong and I don't care who's in office because my God is on the throne and I have convictions of what he says and that I'm going to live that life and I don't care what the world says because I'm going to take possession of this life and I'm going to live it according to God's law, and whatever time may come for God to take me, I'm going to be able to stand before his throne and hear those words, well done, good and faithful servant. It don't matter who's in the White House. It don't matter who's in Congress. To live life successful, our eyes of faith must be focused on the author. And we are to stand up, and we're to move, and we're to go out. Take a look there at 2 Timothy 1, chapter 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. For God has not given us a spirit of timidity, but of power and of love and of sound mind or discipline, depending upon your scripture. What is all this about? If we're going to live this life successfully, let me tell you one thing. God has not called any one of you to be weak, but he has called us to be warriors in the kingdom of God. And if we're going to live life successfully, then we've got to stand up. We've got to have that change of command because if God's not in control, then none of this other matters. And then we've got to know our convictions. What are we going to stand on? What hill are we going to die on? How are we going to move forward with our our convictions helps us to be able to continue to move forward. Look back there at Joshua again just real quick. Joshua 1, verses 16 and 17 says, They answered Joshua, saying, All that you have commanded us we will do, and wherever you send us we will go. Just as we obeyed Moses in all things, so we will obey you. Only may the Lord your God be with us as he was with Moses. Joshua obeyed God, and the people obeyed Joshua. To live the life of success, three things. Number one, you must have a change in your life. You have to have a change of command and a change of communication. Secondly, you must have a biblical conviction in your life. You have to know God's Word. And to do that, you must meditate on God's Word. And you must have commitment. If you're not going to do anything with it, it's going to do you no good. You have to act on your convictions, and you have to take possession of your Christian life. When we do this, church, there is nothing in the world that can stand in our way. and That's exactly what we're going to look at next week. Facing the giants. There's giants in our life, And we have to face them. What are we going to do with that? How are we going to face them? Part of living life successfully. So there are your three steps to living the Christian life successfully. And we all will be waiting for that day to hear, Well done, good and faithful servant. May you bow your head.